Let me tell you a story. I think it was about 2005 or 2006, so maybe it was 10 years ago, um, when I was still really active in the debating community, and I was sent out to um, a province all the way up in the uh, Maluku Islands um, to take care of an English debate tournament for high schoolers. So there I was um, doing a tournament, which we all know how to do, um, while also dealing with high school students and high school teachers, which I don't really know how to do. Um, but it went fine, and so um, in one day of the competition, at nighttime, I was in the tournament room by myself, tabulating the results, and I just really needed to talk to someone back home. So I was calling this friend of mine, who was a fellow debater back in Jakarta, and as I was talking to him, um, one of the high school teacher that's been, you know, um, escorting his students this week um, came up to the room. And this particular guy, he was a nice guy, but he was just one of those guys who I felt, whom I felt like was a little bit too close for comfort, like... I don't know, it was just making me uncomfortable. Um, like, I didn't want to deal with, like, engaging with the guy. Um, so he came up and he was trying to talk to me about, like, what I was doing after this and whether, like, we should get something to eat or something like that. Um, and I was on the phone. Um, he didn't seem to acknowledge the fact that I was on the phone. These are the small things that I was perturbed by. So I had to make it clear that I'm sorry, I can't really talk to you. I'm on the phone. And he didn't seem to understand why I couldn't talk to him. So I had to stress the point. So I said, I'm so sorry, I'm on the phone with my boyfriend. So that's when, you know, he backed off and it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he left the room. And of course, all this time, I was just still talking to this guy. Um, he was like, what the hell is that about? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I needed a reason. So, fast forward a couple hours, um, I was back in my room, there's a knock on my door, I opened it, it was the same guy, um, I don't know what he was doing, like, kind of late at night, like, knocking on my door, um, um, so, he said he was gonna go to a, um, a silver store, or a sterling, silver sterling store, uh, because that's what the province is famous for. Um, and he asked me, like, I think the next day he wanted to go, and he asked me if I wanted to go together to, like, get stuff. And I said, I I'm okay, thank you, I don't, I don't need to go. Um, and he said, well, you know, I'm sure we can find you something nice for you and your boyfriend. What was his name again? And I couldn't really... I, w I really wasn't prepared for that question. And I... So what I had in my mind at the time were the was were the two guys that I have promised myself that I would get like a gift to and neither of those guys names and like neither of those guys was the guy I was on the phone with I don't know why I didn't just think about the name of the guy I was on the phone with um but instead I thought of the guys that I needed to get gifts for um, maybe because of the circumstances, right? Like I need to get to the store and get something for a guy in my life. So, so anyway, like when he asked me the question of like the name of my boyfriend, I said the first name that came to mind, which is the name of one of the guy that I wanted to get gifts for. Um, 
and I just said, oh, his name is Sony. Um, and he just nodded and kind of just went away. The next day, he came up to my room again, and he very proudly said, I have something for you. And with Flourish, he produced this beautiful little ankle bracelet uh, made out of sterling silver. Very nice of him to, to get me. Um, and I said, thank you. Like, this, you really shouldn't have. This is really nice of you. Um, I was genuinely touched. I thought it was just a nice thing to do. Um, and he said, no, 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 wait, there's more. Check out the pendant. So in the ankle bracelet hanging on it was this thing like made out of heart. It's a heart pendant, basically. Um, and I saw that on one side, my name was engraved on the heart. And he said, turn it over. So I turned over the heart and on the other side is Sony's name engraved on it as well. So now I have an ankle bracelet that solidifies my love for Sony. Like our love is now in the form of, a, of an ankle bracelet. Um, I, I really didn't know what to say, but I still think it was a really touching gesture for him. So I think my gratitude to him was sincere, and I hope it came across as such. And I feel kind of evil for doing that. Like, I really shouldn't have lied, um, especially knowing that he was going to do this very nice thing to me. Um, I, I think I was just doing whatever I felt was right at the time. So I went back home. To Jakarta, and I would tell the story to a lot of people, and it's one of those stories where it's guaranteed to give a laugh um, because it's so funny. And for people who know the context, um, mostly people in the debating community, I'm like really close with Sony to the point where a lot of people would say we should be dating or we should be together. Um, so it makes it much more funny. Um, if you know the context. It's still funny if you don't know who Sony is, but I show you the bracelet. Because then people are, like, surprised to see that it, like, the story is real. Um, it's also funny, for example, when I told the story to the guy who I was on the phone with. Um, so, for a lot of people, it was funny. And for a couple, like, a lot of years, I would use that story whenever I needed to get a laugh. It's just... It's just one, it's, it's one of those things where, like, it's, it has the best elements, I feel like. It has deception. It has surprise. Um, it has a funny ending. And it just shows, like, how much joy you can get out of your life just by being, just by giving the right answer at the right time, you know? A couple of years later, I lost the ankle bracelet, um, I think, at work. Um, I believe we lost it in the bathroom of where I was working at the time. And I asked the uh, janitors to keep searching, I think, for about a month. And every day for a month, I would ask them if they've seen my bracelet. And they would always say no. Um, it still kills me a little bit that... I don't have it anymore. Um, whenever I lose something that is dear to me and I've lost some um, objects in my life that I would have preferred to keep for a lifetime, whenever I lose something, I, I always say, well, at least you lose it, you know, 
I treat it as death. And I say, well, at least you lose it due to natural causes. As opposed to what? Well, as opposed to if something bad happens and you and you lose like other things. So I'm thinking about stuff like a fire or flooding or, you know, God forbid, if somebody took something away from me, like a suitcase or a bag was taken, it was stolen from me and I would lose it. But then I would lose it in a circumstance, a circumstance where like I could have not lost it. Um... And and somehow, like, losing it by myself seems more like a natural cause. And I'm like, well, you are going to lose things in your lifetime. Like, I wish, like, I wish it would have been other objects that I lost and not these. But, but I'm telling the story right now in hopes, like, at least the memory would always stay with me. And, and of course, it's it won't, right? Like, the bitterness, the, like, the sadness here is from knowing that the story won't always stay with me. And one day, I'm going to forget about the story and every little detail of it. And and I won't have the object. And and I, I think, I don't, I don't know if I would accept the fact that it's gone. But at the same time, I know that Eventually, I will have to accept the fact that the ankle bracelet's gone. And I feel like losing an object means more than just the object being lost. It's also like saying goodbye to the memory. In this case, I, I never told anyone the story about the ankle bracelet again after I lost the ankle bracelet. I've told it before when I don't have the ankle bracelet with me. Um, but it was still there. Um, now that I know it's all gone, basically for good, I, I just can't bring myself to tell the story anymore because it feels less real. Um, and it's not, honestly, it's much less funny told, like, without seeing the ankle bracelet itself. I've thought about even, like, going down to the province again and just making, like, a similar ankle bracelet. Um, but then it would be a different story. It would be the story about how I attempt to recreate memories. I wasn't able to keep it. It's, I feel like it's my fault. And I lost the memory. <laughs>